Money Talk with James Ross in your money this morning. Carolyn Wright finds out one way that AI technology could be set to change the world for good. Uh, good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. The Hong Kong Jockey Club Charities Trust is the host for the Philanthropy for Fairer Cities Forum here in Hong Kong. And I popped along to find out what some of the key areas of discussion were. I'm joined now by Robert Kirkpatrick, who is Senior Advisor at the Milken Institute. And you're here to talk about how cutting-edge technology can be harnessed for philanthropy. Thank you for joining me today, Robert. Great to be here. So tell me a little bit about this. AI is all over the headlines today, but I don't think we've talked much about how it's being used in the sort of philanthropic world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still early days, at least the new generation of AI tools, generative AI, uh, the chat GPT that's taken the world by storm. And I think we're already seeing both donor organizations and uh, grantees exploring how the technology can be used for research, how it can be used for program planning and design, uh, for monitoring frameworks and evaluation of programs. I think there's a lot of interest there where it's very kind of text and number heavy work and, and there's a lot of interest in producing documents that parties can agree on um, as they build these relationships. I think the, the broader question around what philanthropies can do in terms of supporting innovation in the use of these technologies to actually reach beneficiaries is a completely different question. And I think it, it, it falls both into the camp of, um, you know, how do we use the technologies to do good and how do we use the technologies in a fight fire with fire kind of way to mitigate the risks of misuse of these technologies, which could also, if not addressed, further inequality and exclusion and the spread of misinformation and so forth. So how do you see that evolving and those guardrails being put in place to make sure that it is used in, in the right way and, and information ends up in the right place so people can benefit? I think there's a lot of conversation going on right now in the technology governance space around AI, and most of that discussion is about policy. But, you know, companies like Google are perfectly happy to pay the EU a couple of billion euros a year for violations of GDPR privacy protections because it's just the cost of doing business. And if you're making 50 billion, it doesn't matter that much, right? And I think it's a very different thing when we start talking about what some of these technologies could do, right? So, yeah, I think, I think there's a huge opportunity to invest in digital public goods in particular. Um, because most of the technologies that we've been working with, these AI technologies in the previous generation were in the hands of corporations. You know, the data was in the hands of corporations. And what we need to have is privacy-protecting, market-protecting, sovereignty-protecting versions of real-time digital data on what's happening in society and the AI models that sit on top of them out there so that anybody can innovate, anybody can experiment. I think, you know, one of the topics, of course, at this conference is today is, is climate change and how do we adapt our urban environments to climate change. And I think what we know is that Mother Nature is surprising us every two months now. Well, surprised Hong Kong <laughs> only about a week ago, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> no, I came, came just at the point where a taxi could get me here instead of a boat. But, but it's interesting because we know now that the traditional approach, particularly in the philanthropic sector and international development of let's do a year long pilot and see if it made a difference. Suddenly that seems prehistoric in terms of the linearity. We don't have that luxury of time. And I'm convinced that we need to start 
leveraging the power of these, this new generation of AI to do large-scale modeling and simulation of what goes on in urban environments. I think we have the opportunity to build digital twins of cities as public goods, where you could say, so what would be the impact on productivity or public health of a new ride-sharing service from a startup? What would be the likely best way to get elderly people to pay attention to alerts when the temperature goes above a threshold? If you actually had enough data in a usable and responsible way to simulate the impact of those changes, we could unleash innovation on a scale that A, we've never seen before, and B, we're really going to need to survive and thrive. So who do you see driving this? Do you think governments need to get involved and get more on board with this? Or, or is it the NGOs or companies should be helping to drive that and getting involved? I mean, I think it, it will take a coalition that involves all of them. One of the challenges we have in this space, I mean, doing work with Milken right now, for example, on pandemic prevention. And we're looking, you know, here in Hong Kong at transforming urban environments for climate resilience. And the underlying data sets are basically the same. And they haven't been unlocked at scale in ways that can be used by, by social innovators. And so I think we've got to figure out how to kind of co-invest in, in those technologies and, that, and, the, and the data. And that's going to take private sector. Absolutely, they'll be, need to be there. There's an analogy that could be drawn with uh, the global positioning system, with GPS technology. Um, that took a government spending exorbitant amounts of money, and now it powers maritime activities and 10,000 different apps on your phone and different kinds of services. Very powerful stuff. But it's hardware. Hardware is expensive. What we're talking about here is open architecture, open source software, and data. And I really think there's an opportunity here uh, for the philanthropic sector to come in because the scale of, of investment that's required is relatively small compared to something like GPS. Um, and all we really need is a few compelling examples of how to do this and a piece of software that others can say, that's a model, let's go build on it, let's replicate it. So what might one of those compelling examples look like, do you think? You mean a compelling example in terms of... Using like, the technology. Sure, I mean, I think that, for example, cities around the world are experiencing extreme heat right now, right? And they weren't built to withstand this kind of heat. So we've been having discussions with a number of cities about what kinds of measures could be put in place to make the environment safer, to make the environment healthier, to increase well-being of citizens and protect vulnerable people. And that means, you know, for example, alerting systems, right? Getting, getting the word out, not as a mass broadcast on one text message that people tend to ignore, but figuring out how to tap into information on human behavior to apply, start to apply behavioral science to understand what's likely to work. One idea that I think is sort of fun but also practicable would be for urban greening. What if you built this piece of software, again, not in the basement of the mayor's office where these things tend to live, but as a, an available public good, and you wired it up to Minecraft, right? You could give every kid in Hong Kong 10,000 trees to play with, and then the ability to run simulations based on where you place your trees. You get a prize for whoever reduces, you know, uh, street level temperatures by the highest number of degrees or reduces particulate exposure. Right? So I think there are things we could do that would be extremely useful immediately 
But ultimately, the idea here is to start a global movement around this. We need to be able to use the predictive power of AI to gain the agility we're going to need to make it in a world that's, I think, increasingly seeing us as more of a pathogen than a symbiote and has developed a bit of a fever. Crikey. Well, let's get that fever down, I hope, at some point in the near future. Fascinating to be able to speak to you. Really, really interesting to hear the different uses of AI that are going on and how that could help change the world for the good. Robert Kirkpatrick, Senior Advisor at the Milken Institute, thank you for joining me here at the Philanthropy for Fairer Cities Forum. Thank you so much. Thanks, Robert.